0: You're listening to The Kindred 360 Podcast with your hosts, Pastor Rod Idle, Matt Smith, and Lindsey Terry. The Kindred 360 Podcast is an extension of Kindred Church in Midlithian, Virginia. At Kindred, we help people find their purpose. We believe that God designed us to be surrounded by others who love and care for us. We call this your tribe. We invite you to be part of our tribe today, so enjoy the fun, inspiration, and introspection, all in today's episode of Kindred 360. Now, Pastor Rod Idle.
1: Hey, welcome everybody to the Kindred 360 podcast. This is your host, Rod Idle. It's nice to have you here. With us is Lindsey Terry. Say hey, going? Lindsay. Matt Smith. Say hello, Matt. Good morning, everyone. And we have a guest with us today. The mighty man, Chris Moore. Say <laughs> hey. hey, Chris.
2: Hey, how's it going?
1: Good. Mike, you got a mic over there? I'm here. I'm uh, here. All right. It's good to have you all here. I'm glad you're with us today. It is a beautiful day here in downtown Midlothian as we sit in the Studio 77. Um, what studio. do you call it? A studio. <laughs> the Studio 77 <laughs> studio. So anyway, it's nice to be here with you. I'm excited about today. You guys want to know why I'm excited about today? Anyone? Bueller. I have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. Anybody else? Tell us. NCAA basketball. I'm excited about NCAA basketball. NCAA basketball Sweet 16 starts tonight. Yes, I'm pretty pumped about I'm it. I'm excited still have as teams well. I still have you all four picks? of my final teams. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got. I got Virginia winning it all. They played the late game tonight. I hope I can stay awake for it. But uh, I still have UVA winning it all i hope that they can come through that'd be great i'd be happy for people like chris chris kelly not you chris Moore. chris i'm happy for you we don't care about your um, who'd you pick chris uh there you go that's why we yeah thanks a lot for coming in there's another reason i'm excited and that's because today is opening day of 2019 baseball season i'm pretty pumped (laughs) <laughs> got to start that again. Hold on. <laughs> what song is
3: this? Put what?
1: Me in Coach. Put Me in Coach oh, by okay. Kenny Loggins in there. who is it? John Fogarty. Oh, John Fogerty. You never heard Put the Me in Coach?
3: Yeah, probably. Just didn't recognize the beginning. It's CCR,
1: down.
4: I've heard
3: it, but...
5: I just like going to games. I don't like watching them, but I like going to the game. Do you? I like I like the watching from the field and stuff.
1: Uh, well, there's nothing like a baseball experience at the field. That's for yeah. sure. I tell you, the the only hot dogs I love besides Skyline are the ones at the ballpark. They're just great. It's an awesome True, time.
3: They
5: are I just remember my dad taking me to Boston, you know, Red Sox, and um, when I was probably almost a little older than home, you know, going to the games and was uh, always enjoying the, getting the peanuts and the hot yeah. dog and all that. Yeah. I
1: used to take Brad when we were living in St. Louis. Uh, I used to take Brad whenever the Reds were in town. And uh, the first game I ever took Brad to was in Detroit, Michigan. I took him. He was probably two and a half, three years old. And I thought, man, my boy's going to grow up loving baseball. He doesn't. But um, I remember taking him, and the Tigers were playing the Yankees. And I wanted to go to the game and see him. And Brad fell asleep and slept the whole time on my shoulder while I watched the game. I finally left by about The seventh inning, my arm was falling asleep and everything. I'm like, I'm just going to go. But I had a great time. A few times, Brad and I one time went to a game in, in St. Louis. The Reds were playing the Cardinals. And I'm a Reds fan. And I remember it was. it started raining. And I mean, it rained. Unfortunately, we were under the overhang, but we just sat there for the longest time. Brad was probably six or seven years old. And we sat there and we waited and waited and the rain delay was like two hours and still going. I said, come on, Brad, we're, we're going to go home. And I said, this has been a long enough wait. Let's go home. We get in the car, turn on the radio, and the game starts. <laughs> so I yeah. say, he goes, we going back, Dad? No, we're not going back. Let's go home. But uh, great times. We had a really good time. I always loved baseball. Today is opening day. The Reds' first pitch is 4.05, and I'm going to be home watching it on my iPad. So good day. I'm pumped about it. If you're a baseball fan, I know you're happy, too. Um, I don't have any dreams of grandeur about my team. Does anybody have a favorite team besides me? Reds, but. There you go. Get That's my daughter right there. I
6: grew up going to Reds games.
1: Yes, you did. Yep. We went to more than and one.
6: the Rockies out in Denver.
1: Yeah, I had great seats at the Rocky Stadium. I had seats two rows from left field. And um, one time we went, remember that Sunday we went, it was so hot. It was so hot that this when you get up to get something to drink, you come back in your seat would be too hot to sit down on. That's how hot it was. And it's I terrible. remember going up and getting Cokes for the family the whole time on Sunday and come back down, give them Cokes. And, I mean, it was blazing hot. If you've never been out in a Colorado sun, Colorado sun is hotter than hot. And we were out there, and finally about the 6 and a, I I looked down at my family, and they all looked like – I was the only one enjoying the game. Let's put it that way. They all looked like they were death warmed over. I said, all Melted right,
3: popsicles. we
1: can go. Let's go. And man, they didn't have any problem getting out to the car that, that
5: day. they like, don't fail me day. now. Oh
1: my gosh. It was, I remember that it was, that. So it was a Sunday afternoon. It was so freaking hot that day, but I love this game. I hope that, I hope that, uh, if you're a baseball fan out there, um, I hope that you enjoy today as well. All right. Um, Listen, we've got a lot of good stuff going on today, but my favorite person is back today. My favorite, 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 Nestor the Mailman. Nestor.
4: Hello, Kindred 360 family. It's Nestor, your mailman, delivering your Bible verse for this week, which comes from Hebrews 10, verses 19 through 25. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain to the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with the pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Amen. May the Lord come soon. And I pray today's reading encourage you to press on. Until next time, may the Lord bless you. Goodbye
3: was <laughs> like the, goodbye, goodbye.
1: <laughs> dude rocks, man. I love Nestor. he is such a good dude, such a good dude, and it's amazing. He's always right there ready for us when we're ready for, to talk to him. He's there with the Bible verse. I tell you special ya. delivery <laughs> <laughs> overnight. that's good stuff, all right, Lindsay Lou, you well, have a little is I, this like a quiz?
6: It's sort of yeah, it's all trivia, right. don't look. did you really write this, Chris? I did. Okay. Hey, so we have we have trivia You're not allowed music to play then. We have trivia music. Okay. All right, so this Chris wrote, so you're not allowed to play Chris. Oh, all right. The Millennial Sayings trivia game. Oh jeez.
2: Oh, so great. great. <laughs> oh, it's going to be
7: good. So this is between Rod and I. This is going to be a really <laughs> close, narrow competition yeah, 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 yeah. right
6: here. All right, number 1. Are you ready? Oh. We'll start easy. All right. It's lit. What does that mean?
1: It's awesome. Yeah.
6: Oh man, way to go! Yeah. Good job. Can okay. I <laughs> say it like that? You have to say it the correct yeah, way okay. After okay. every time. Okay? Whoever
5: gets it has to put it in a sentence. All right.
6: Today in the podcast, seriously, <laughs> oh, really? that yeah. shirt,
1: that shirt is lit, Mike.
6: So, all right, there you go. There you go. Okay. There all right, two <laughs> right, swerve. What does that mean?
1: To miss a car.
7: <laughs> <laughs> swerve. <laughs> Change of direction.
6: Can you, use, you, it in a you use it in a
7: sentence? Can, can we do that? Uh, origin of the word, country of origin. That one's <laughs> tough.
2: It's just like a. It's just something you say to someone. It's like sort of like a comeback. Sort of. Okay.
3: okay You're put like, in an example.
2: swerve. They, they say it like that. When it's your people, that's true. It is my people. I don't think I've ever actually <laughs> it used I, it. Like,
1: what clue? do you use it for? Is it just like, like yeah, if I say like, right on? Oh, that dog is. Cute, you go swerve. No, What's it's that like, mean? it's just another. Oh my it's like god! A Tell someone you're move to out of the way. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. Get in your own lane. Oh, yeah. That's what
1: okay, I'm gonna well, say. Get in your I lane. said that. Change of direction. Yeah.
6: No, you were that's talking, you talking about, about a vehicle. Yeah, it doesn't it. matter. <laughs> Don't you want them to get no, out of your <laughs> way? If you're in your matters. I wanted to say stay in your lane,
7: but I felt really stupid. I was like, I'm way wrong. Probably that's That's right. All right, stay in your lane. bro. right,
6: three. You'll know this one because you use it. Salty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Rod's got this. You got this. Bad right? Like rough language, bad language, salty language. That no, kind of no, someone no, no. no
7: who's like, salty upset or they're, they're hating on you. Like, why are you salty right now? Like, I was salty earlier on baseball. Oh, uh, you yeah, were salty yeah, on yeah, Sunday, was. too. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Hey, listen.
6: We're not saying anything. <laughs> but right. I
7: know why, though. I know why.
1: Oh, and I can forgive such a pain. <laughs> uh, so okay. don't be
6: salty. So don't sp- be bitter about something. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Why are you be salty?
2: salty? Why are you salty? That's, that's
3: right, why are you salty? Yeah, yeah, not
6: why are you. Why you Why you salty? salty? Why you salty? Oh, that's right. If you're going to say it What well, we're doing to this correctly. country. Go ahead. Cool story, bro.
7: <laughs> Perfect time. <laughs> like sarcasm. <laughs> it's just a straight, sheer sarcasm. Is that like, finest? when
1: are you going to write
7: that yeah, book? It's yeah, it's okay. a
6: good story. Tell it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So cool story, bro, doesn't mean cool story, bro. <laughs> it means that someone tells
3: you that's that's a dumb stupid story that's bro, right. that you don't care Why about. Why are
1: you telling me? Who don't cares that it. you got blue shoelaces? <laughs> right? Is that you what it do? means? Yeah. All right. That's good. Is All that right. why you come up to me every Sunday and say "cool story, bro" and walk after off the stage? Yeah, after yeah. My message, yeah, every time you get preaching, "cool story, bro." <laughs> Thanks.
2: Oh man, you finally Gosh. know. And I'm like this. Man, that Chris is so
1: nice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> It'd be funny
5: if Rod goes, "Why are you being so salty?" <laughs> Swerve, bro.
1: <laughs> it's lit. <laughs> Are you kidding? That sermon was lit. Yeah. I'm gonna no. no. Oh, I'm not going to try. No. no. It's a like, oh.
2: straight youth pastor trying to connect. <laughs> yes. right? it's, like day, oh, man. it's like the day man
1: was like, bit
3: five times.
1: Do you remember? I don't know if it was that Jonathan Christ or whatever, that comedian, but when he did the youth pastor sermons... Yes. yes, and he did the. That was so. <laughs> it was so, all social media. It was all social media stuff, you know. I mean, I don't mean like follow Jesus on Twitter. I
7: mean like really follow Jesus. Yeah. I mean like he's got to be your Facebook friend, you know. All that kind I of stuff. Think it was funny when he was like, "I'd swipe left on you." Jesus would do that, and then he was like, "Oh no, never, never. no, never, no, that doesn't work." No. I just thought it was so funny. Jesus is not a
5: hashtag yeah. <laughs>
6: All right, number five on Fleek. Ooh, what that's a good one. on Fleek?
2: Would would you like me to use it in I a got sentence? You. Yeah, I got go you. ahead. Your eyebrows are on fleek.
6: I've Yeah. I got that's you. That's a very Are you insulting me right now? That's actually like maybe no. Two, no. two, three years No. The right. highest compliment. It is, and before it was on point. Yeah. And then it switched that's to That's what I was about to, to say. Fleek. It just means
7: on, on point. On fleek. It's like, yeah, that's... So where do
6: they come when up with this? When your outfit eyebrows no look good. Okay, they wait. like make sounds with their mouth. That's the word.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like how you used to Kind of like how you used to name baby dolls.
3: Yeah. it's kikamai. Yeah. I asked Lindsay
1: when she was a little girl, oh, what'd you name your baby? Kuka. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot for coming in. Oh, right. I was so thankful Judah and Eli. Neither one of them were named that way. But cool story, bro. Cool story. Cool story,
3: bro.
6: All right. Uh, number six, Fire.
7: Hot? That thing is so freaking rad. It, it's like 10 levels higher than rad. Like this This. This new track is fire. Yeah. So yeah. it's better than lit.
6: When something is really good, yeah, it's yeah. used to praise that thing.
7: Specifically, it's a great straight emoji. fire. Yeah, and that's that's straight fire right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So yeah, so when people were talking about your sermon, it wasn't uh, hell and brimstone. They were they were actually giving you a compliment. You were on fire. What's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to set you on fire.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no!
6: All right, number seven. Everybody should get this. I can't even.
1: You can't even what?
6: I can't even. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like,
1: I don't want to deal with it. I yeah. can't even think about that, right? Yeah. Too. Like, I can't even. Yeah. I don't understand I don't too deal with it. Too
6: overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah. Okay. I can't even.
1: I've heard that before.
6: Eight. I'm dead or I'm weak. <laughs>
7: tired? Either
6: <Tired>? oh, way. <laughs> come on. Go on, Ryan. I'm tired. I'm dead. My daughter says,
5: uh,
7: that's so weak.
6: Not that's a no, weak. No. I'm, weak. That's a I'm weak. weak. I'm weak. This, is, by weak. the way, that's not I'm
7: of weak. the millennial. That's that's coming out of our generation. That I've been saying that since college.
6: I never that heard dad? that until millennials so. though. Yeah. I'm weak. Yeah, I've yeah, never I've, had heard that. I've been explaining. Okay, that for what does years.
7: it mean? It's just it's like oh man, like that's so, so funny. funny. That's yeah. so funny. Like you got me. Like like. Heel over. Yeah, over yeah. 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 I'm dead. Okay. Specifically, that's what you. Say. If you can I'm see dead is, right now, deer in headlights.
6: <laughs>
7: I'm deer dead. So He's great, just rolling
6: his eyes like when these. Somebody, the, why don't you just say that's yeah. so funny? Yeah, yeah. No, no. that's yeah, so no. dumb. I'm weak.
7: I'm weak right now. I said that to somebody one time, and they're like, "Are you feeling all right?" And I'm like, "No, that was just really funny." No, all right, go ahead. And it was so, fun. anyways. Cool story, bro. Cool story, bro. <laughs>
3: I, right, right. we I weak at myself. We should have never taught you that one. <laughs> I
7: weak? Did
2: you just say I weak myself? I
1: weak myself. <laughs> no, listen.
2: Oh, no. now that you taught cool story,
1: that. bro, that's a sarcastic comeback. Oh, I'm gonna be stop. saying a lot. Oh. Yep.
3: <laughs> He's gonna all right. great.
7: We Number nine. To we're weird.
6: almost to the end. Number nine. Weird flex, but okay i hate this saying oh, so I much got, i got that i've never
7: heard week. of it but i would assume oh, I like oh, yeah. all
5: right, yeah. hey so you're much. trying to do your own thing you know but go ahead all right i got a, I i got something so i posted something uh lindsey and i and I, I don't know if chris is but uh we're part of a community uh praise and worship gear talk mm-hmm, is yeah. basically yeah. so it's all worship guy, people that you yeah. know if you need a if you have a question about something yeah. or an amp or whatever yeah, so sorry, cool. bro. get going <laughs> well, I, I posted uh, my guitar pick that was in my case for my Tesla and I posted it saying, Oh, new pick holder and I got hate so fast.
6: In that group.
5: In that group, and basically You like, can't post anything, they'll eat you alive. Yeah. The hidden message that I'm driving at Tesla. Which that wasn't even what I was really it was funny that I was just stuck in there and it was like, Oh, cool pick holder. So uh, it's basically for musicians on this site? It's Facebook, the community. On yeah, Facebook. I'm surprised yeah. you're not part of it, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be a
1: part. Listen, of <laughs> not all musicians. So I want this clear because I've got, I'm surrounded by musicians today, <laughs> but I want this clear. Musicians can find them, look for things to be offended at, and that's what they're doing with you.
5: Um, they just
1: yeah. want to be offended.
5: Yeah. Well. It, anyways, we're it was, sensitive.
7: People. I
1: got
5: the whole flex.
1: Not always sensitive, but sometimes <laughs> they're like, "Wow, you really want to be offended over that?"
6: There, it's just because uh, you yeah. drive a so Tesla. So, what does this thing even mean? It, it means get back to the when you're boasting about something that most people find awkward or irrelevant.
5: So,
1: what's like,
6: right. the word oh, this again? this is so cool. Weird flex, but okay.
5: Like you're flexing your muscles. It's
6: such a condescending, rude thing to say. I hate it. Oh, I yeah. hate that phrase. Yeah, that's like, let me make you feel. This big. So if, like,
1: Matt were bragging about a video game that he played last night Mm -hmm. and he destroyed the enemy, I don't know what he does. And I said, (laughs) Oh, weird flex. I'm like mocking him, like, you get excited over a video game? Yes. Is that what that is?
7: Yeah.
6: Sort of because yeah. I'm
1: trying to learn new language. I gotta, I gotta. Don't no, Don't become more hip hop
7: right. or whatever. This it's is. like
6: coming Expunge from a place all of I'm better than you. That's yeah. a big word. And things, you know.
7: <laughs> okay. What
6: you think is cool is dumb. my head
7: hurts. I gotta
1: leave. <laughs> no, I saw the Facebook post.
6: It's so dumb. Yeah, I hate that. Phrase. That's weird. Somebody, flex, so somebody dude. actually flex. wrote that. Oh, many, many, many oh, yeah. people wrote a weird flex, but everything. okay. So, but I'm but that's our generation. So I kept it up there. many people. I was gonna kill it,
5: but I was like, no, I'll keep you it. You did
6: that with something else, and then like people were just jerks, and then you're like, we had a great Sunday, guys. Thanks. Like, <laughs>
3: I'm so
6: glad I get to worship with my church. <laughs> like, <laughs> you jerks. But yeah. All right. Last one. This is the only one I haven't heard. Crime. What? Crime. Am Spell I saying it, it right? Yeah. Crime. Yes. No, C R I N E. It's like i don't think I'm it's crine? super Popular. But like I'm crying?
2: What is that? Like yeah, I'm crying? That. Yeah, crying, but it's just shortened crying.
7: Yeah.
6: Oh, then I guess I have to say, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. Crying. I'm trying not to laugh. Short for crying. Yes. Yeah, when reacting to something.
6: That's when they're funny. like, Oh,
1: I'm so I'm so tired, man. Don't make me say the whole word crying. Let me come up with a different um, word, crying.
2: Like <laughs> y'all?
1: I don't say y'all. <laughs> yes, yeah, like
6: y'all. It's like a y'all. I just yeah. think it's funny. Except y'all is culturally right. oh, I'm now. crying.
2: Right. But when you come from I'm California, crying. you're very confused. I'm crying. That's true. Weird flex. But okay. But okay.
6: Oh, you got to end it with but okay. Cuz that's the final nail in the coffin. But okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. better but than but okay. you.
7: <laughs> 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 he played center for UCF this year. <laughs> no, you got you got a short it. Bokeh.
6: Bokeh. <laughs> okay.
1: Just start dropping
6: letters. Yeah. You're,
1: it's like your hip. we weird, yeah.
2: weird
7: flex.
6: Yeah. Weird flex. It also bothers me when people say Bt dubs. Like that. I do
1: that
7: all the time.
6: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I know you I do. do I thought he was talking no, about the no, no. chicken
7: wing place. It's no, no, literally no. the
1: that's same B amount dubs.
6: of syllables.
7: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I do it because yeah. it's hilarious.
6: Oh, it drives me nuts. Or BtW. That's more syllables than saying, by the way, like it drives me nuts. I'm
7: I'm making fun of it. Uh, Bt dubs. <laughs> my goats. Totes goats. I mean, it's what just, is totes okay, that's weird goats? No, that's
3: not was millennial.
6: <laughs> that was before that's On okay. Fleek when you On Point was still Totes goats. If you're a middle school girl, yeah. if you were a middle school girl in 2013, if you watched Strong
0: Bad, you know, and any of the
6: Teen that, Girl
7: Squad commercials, Strong <laughs> Bad. Yes. I right. well, so Can get plan?
3: Plan. we get off? We
1: need to move on. We're aging sh- ourselves. Let's right get off this. Let's because educate him. I'm sorry. If for those of you out there listening to this podcast right now, I'd like to first of all make a disclaimer <laughs> that I'm sorry I would not have allowed this on here because that was terrible. <laughs> but anyway, I appreciate I appreciate the effort of the millennial generation to. Be Spice trendsetters, up, man. Just think about be all trendsetters. The educational things. <laughs> yes. You've learned to cool me. story. Cool story. True story. True story. So, no. Listen. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, Chris, for putting that together. That's some language I haven't heard. Maybe, maybe some people have been saying things behind my back, and I thought they were coughing or sneezing. <laughs> I didn't know. So, did. it was it was good to know. Good to learn. I won't remember them mix up cool story because cool story is going to be coming out a lot now. But, Sorry. You gotta add it's going to be yeah. awesome. You, cool story, you bro. Cool story, bro. Part. Well, I have a t-shirt that says Jesus saves, bro. Yeah. So I'm yes. going to say cool story, bro. Anyway,
6: please do all that right. so much.
1: I'm going to do it in my sermons. Do it in your sermons. Oh yeah. no,
6: Just yeah.
7: mix as much of that you in read and, You read something from came.
6: Paul, cool story, bro. <laughs> oh, no, 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 okay. no. How else are you going to use that? So <laughs> Jesus his looked
7: message. at the man. <laughs> and, no, no, <laughs> said, talking to Cool story, bro. But Listen, the next time, because we all have it, you have the illustration that just bombs. <laughs> just straight dog yourself. <laughs> yeah, cool, story, cool story, bro. Okay, <laughs> cool story, bro. Cool story,
1: <laughs> Rod. Now I'm going to say so Pharaoh looked at Moses and went, Cool story, bro, but you still stay I don't know.
5: Then he says, you're flexing. Uh,
1: Yeah, weird flex. And all the youth
2: group rolls their eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
1: They're not listening. I'm not fooling myself. (laughs) I'm not fooling myself. They're asleep. They're they're not listening. So listen. Hey, today I want to talk to you about something uh, that has obviously been hitting me quite hard, and all of us are kind of involved in some things like this uh, with the church. I want to talk to you about how to make right, godly decisions, not just correct decisions, but godly ones as well. You know, we're facing some decisions here at Kindred. Obviously, we're looking at facilities, we're talking about staffing issues we have to, to take care of this next year, you know, some things that we, we know we're going to be needing, and, and um, I think it's important to understand how to make good, godly decisions. So, I I put together some, I don't know if you'd call them rules, but just some things that I think are important. And what I do is, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to mention it, kind of explain a little bit. And then, if you guys want to give input to it, um, uh, go ahead. Now, I want to key this on not just the right decision, but a godly decision, all right? Now, the reason I say that is because sometimes we're willing to make decisions that seem right, but they're not what God wants, all right? Uh, The first one was this. I think when you want to make a godly decision, you're going to be doing it, doing something beyond your own capabilities, right? I don't think God is ever going to keep us in our comfort zone of what we can do, I think he's always going to want to, us to do the most that we can and then let him come in and do the stuff we can't explain. You've heard me say it before about a budget, a church budget. There's a tension between what is regularly given and what our budget says we're going to need. And that tension is that spot where that has to be where God intervenes and God um, prompts the heart of men and women and and giftings and all that kind of, however he gets it done, you know, and you've heard the stories in the past of it's not always money. It's sometimes, you know, like when we had all the stuff given to us for the worship center out in Fernley and all that kind of stuff, it wasn't someone writing a check. It was just, you know, Sheron Williams giving us all the paint and it was that building supply company giving us all the drywall, things like that. So, um, but I think the first step to making a godly decision is doing something beyond your capabilities. How do you guys feel
7: about that? What do you see in that? Anything come to mind? I mean, the first thing that immediately jumps out at my mind is that we serve a jealous God and we have a, we serve a God who wants every ounce of glory and notoriety that we can give. And often in my life, I find myself, you know, I, I I battle with that, you know, the selfish part of me, the, the fleshly side of me wants to make myself speaking of millennial, you know, comments and things like that. It's so much of our society, and it's not just restricted to our youngest generation. We all want to be looked at like we're awesome, and I think God isn't going to allow us to work in a way where it's like, yeah, you did that. I think He He stretches us beyond that uh point of can I reasonably map this out and can I A B and C my way there? What are the waypoints and let's go? Like, I mean. Yeah, I mean, that happens sometimes, but I think God definitely wants to push us beyond that. I mean, the story that always comes to my mind is is Gideon calling the army, you know, where it, if I'm jumping ahead, you can stop. No, me. that's
1: okay. I do have that written down here, but keep going. But,
7: you know, I mean, I just think about that. I mean, like Gideon, even as insecure as he was, I think God knew that he was going to, if, if he had given him a victory uh, with the army as it originally stood, you know, there would still be the temptation to, to claim uh, glory mm-hmm. to to claim uh success for mm-hmm. themselves and so absolutely i think uh i think uh, i think it comes down to god just wants glory he wants us to uh exalt him to honor him and um and there you go i, I, right. I got some more but i'm gonna slow down yeah so.
1: yeah that that's good though it, what about you lynch you got any thoughts on stretching beyond your own capabilities here
6: well yeah well I just, I mean, the thing I think of is it's kind of cool that God asks us to do that because we get to do something that is so far beyond ourselves and be a part of something so much bigger than anything we're capable of. That's a really cool thing. I don't know. I just think it's really cool that God who could do it himself and doesn't need us wants to partner with us to do something so much bigger than us. And I think, I don't know. I think that's a testament to how good God's character is.
1: Yeah. You know, I just want to say this on the side. Like, I, I made a statement a couple of weeks ago to you about your faith. I've always appreciated your faith. You always keep my eyes on the things that sometimes I take my eyes off of. And that is, do you see what God's doing? He, he's letting us partner in. And I always admired that out of you. You get your faith from your mama. And uh, I think it's awesome yeah. to to see in your life. I, I that's a that. that's a big part of our team. Chris, yeah. how about you? What about stretching beyond our ability? Do you have anything to add to this?
2: Man, that's a, that's really good. Something really quick. For me, it's Um, it's where I'm at my weakest, where God is strong. Um, so if I have so much going on, if I have so much on my plate and where God is really stretching me really thin, I know that that's where my faith is being tested Mm. and I really need to rely on God every single moment, Mm -hmm. which is very humbling.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure (laughs) is. Good word. Well, the second one I thought, this is important, and I'll tell you, this is one of the hardest for me. Doing something beyond my capability, you've heard me say before, I'll charge the gates of hell with a squirt gun. You know, I believe in God. I will go forward, and and uh, I'm not afraid of failing, which I've gotten pretty good at it. Um, but this one is the struggle for me at times, and that is due diligence. Examine all the possible outcomes. That doesn't mean that... Um, it stops you, but all it means is you have to understand what are the possibilities that could come. You have to understand that if we do this, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. How many times have you as a staff heard me say, hey, okay, before you do that, think about this, this, and this, because Mm -hmm. that's part of good decision making. I often have a team around me. The where I struggle with it is sometimes I feel like, wow, a person is being really negative or a person is being really fearful or they need more faith. And sometimes it's not that it's easy for me to judge it that way, but sometimes it might just be God going, Hey, I want to shoot a flare across the bow of your ship, slow you down, pay attention to this. What about you? Have you found yourself when you're going out there and you're really trying to make right godly decisions? Have you found it easy for you to examine the possible outcomes or is it hard for you to do your diligence?
6: I'm, I'm pretty, uh, fly by the seat of your pants a lot of ways. And so like, I just look at my, my life and one thing that, so anyway, I'll see something and like, cool, let's go there. Let's do that. And not totally think through the process and the, the what ifs in a, in a good way, just to make sure not to say, so let's not do it, but let's make sure we're doing this wisely. And I think that's one of the many reasons God gave me Josh, because he's really good at, let's stop and look at God's principles that he lays out in scripture of planning, of, you know, wise decision-making. And we can't just rush ahead without, it 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 honors God to prepare. Yeah, It honors God to think through your decision-making process, you know? And and so that's something that is not natural to me, but it's something that has been a learned skill is slow down and look at honoring God in the preparation too. How about you, Chris?
2: I'm so good at getting... In my own way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm very much the same way where I just rush into things without thinking. I'm like an opportunity comes up or I feel maybe that God's will and my will are aligning. And I'm like, all right, right, let's do it without realizing, man, um, this might not be correct. And I'm actually doing something selfish. Uh, That's only my will. And it's so hard because I want so badly to follow his will without knowing exactly what that is
0: yeah yeah
2: and i'm and then that certain situation that comes up i'm like all right god like i'm just gonna do it and if you if uh this is your will then cool if it's not then i know that you'll reroute me
1: you know saying uh, saying that um in the church i found due diligence is a little bit different than when i was in the corporate world i remember um for the corporation I work for, I bought a business in Fort Collins, Colorado, and we bought it for $998,000. I can still remember writing out that check. Um, just, just shy of a million dollars. And there's a part of it that you it's called due diligence. And the first person that comes out is the corporate accountant, and he looks through every one of their books. Just absolutely every nickel they spent, every nickel they brought in, he, and he spends about a week on their books, my due diligence was two things. It was the reps themselves, the employees, I sat down with them, and I met with their top 10 customers. And we shared privately with the top 10 customers. We're we're thinking about buying them. Are you open to moving to a different company? In other words, coming over with us and no longer with them. And uh, that's that's pretty cut and dry. Um, You know, that's real visible, it's paper and ink and nods of heads and shakes, handshakes and contracts in the church. Due diligence is different because you just kind of alluded to it. You want to have the kind of faith that you can follow God, even when it's dark, Mm -hmm. when it's just a step at a time, when you have no idea where this path is leading, but God said, walk on this path, right? Yeah. And that that's a, that's a challenge. How about you, Matt? What about due diligence? Is that a struggle for you? Do you? Are you pretty good at it? What do you think?
7: I think I'm pretty good at it. Um, as surprising as that might be, <laughs> I, I think I'm good at because uh, I'm just so you know emotionally driven and like let's jump in. But I think I think uh, I get in my own way a lot of times. I think I want to have it mapped out and. I know in in our one on one, sometimes you're like Matt, you're you're working on things that don't matter right now, mm-hmm. like and you want it to be like, here's the roadmap to get where we want to go, and and I do think there's there's a like you're saying there's wisdom to thinking through what are the outcomes, what are the contingencies, how can we do that? My problem is, you know, uh, you know, we were even talking about it yesterday. How aggressive or passive are you? And on that, I'm not all the way on the passive side, but I'm on that that half of the the graph there, and so. Uh, For me, my problem is, uh, is, is I want to look at it. I want to have all the parts. And there's sometimes where, like you're saying, God just says, no, I'm asking you to move and I'm asking you to trust me right now. And so, and so I think, uh, I think, you know, as a leader, you know, leadership, I I try to do the very best that I can. I don't feel that I'm a super smart guy. Maybe I am. I don't know. But I feel like I'm a. I'm a, a basic I'm a logical guy I try to think through just basic things and what what would outcomes be what about people and things like that but man when it's when it's like especially my own life and following God man I, I get my own way and I, and I and i am I'm more hesitant and so my struggle is I have to say no 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 you gotta go right now and uh, that's the challenge for me it is it is a challenge i I appreciate you guys' honesty uh, the
1: third one I tell you is real simple I don't even know how much. Uh, Discussion There needs to be the truth is, patience is a virtue. Um, nothing ever happens as quick as I want it. Um, I would love to already have a facility and already started the build out and all that kind of stuff. I'd love to have all that. Um, now I'd, I'd love to get a building that's already built out, you know, yeah, all that. And patience is a virtue, waiting on God, and I think not just waiting on God, waiting on others, you know. When I look at the stuff Kendra's gone through and I and I'm talking to, let's say the realtor we talked to yesterday, yeah. right? Yeah. Um on the phone. Not not the one we visited, but the one we talked to yesterday. Um, and uh that guy, I'm talking to him on the phone and I think I'm I'm telling him how much I appreciate him, right? And he said, Well, he's a Christian too. And he knows Chris. Uh, through the church and all this kind of stuff. Because I told him, you remember, Matt, I said, hey, I want to compliment you. Not all realtors are um, very responsive, and you have been, and you followed up and all that kind of stuff. And here's the point. This whole thing, what we're going through is not just about Kindred. It's not just about us. It could also be about him, Mm -hmm. what God is doing in his life, how God is moving in his life. So, We can look at it just from our perspective and say, this is my world and we got to find this, but we have to remember God has the eternal perspective of everyone. And so that's why it takes patience because God is bringing the pieces in according to the timing and and what's right in that person's life and what's right in our life, right? Yeah. So I know this is a hard thing to say when we're going through and looking for the things we're looking for, but it's not all about kindred, you know? It could be about—I don't want to—I don't have permission to say the guy's name, but you guys all know who I'm talking about. It could be about him, so I—I I think that's—I think that's an awesome, um, way to practice patience. To say, "Okay, God, you're bringing in the pieces. Yeah. All right, God, yeah, I'll, I'll wait when you need me. But you know, I'm ready to go. I'm already got the car gassed up, got the luggage packed." Got the snacks made. All the kids are buckled in. We're ready to go. And God's going, yeah, but we still got a couple more people yet to bring along. Yeah. And so I think patience is a struggle for all of us at times, but it's a virtue. Yeah. All right. Here's the one I want to get at just a little bit, and that's this one. Trust God even when he doesn't give you what you want.
3: Yeah.
1: Romans 8 says this. We know all things work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That is a verse... I have to quote to myself a lot. You know, I was talking to Matt today and say, hey, Matt, what do you think? You think we're under some spiritual attack at the church right now? You know, we have a couple people who have lost their jobs. We have, you know, the situation with the building. We have some decisions to make that we haven't heard back on yet for Easter, all this kind of stuff. And the thing I have to keep telling myself is, well, God, you said all things work together for good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I know that some things are not going to be the way I want. God's high, God's ways are higher than ours, right? Yeah. I mean, he knows more than us. He sees all the avenues coming into play. He sees every single capillary in our body, right? He knows it all. And so we know what we want, and when we don't get what we want, Sometimes we get frustrated, we get upset, why isn't it working this way? And the overriding factor in our life for this has to be that God's ways are not our ways, his ways are higher than ours. Our wisdom is foolishness to him. Yeah, right? And and we have to believe that while we can be disappointed with some of the outcome, don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean that we got to just be yay, you know, I mean, a family has a child die, Of course, they're going to be disappointed. They wanted the child to live, right? Right. We can be disappointed in the outcome, but we have to learn as people to praise him in the midst of disappointment. Yep. Not just because the outcome is best. And so if you can go into making decisions, not only understanding it's going to stretch you and it needs to stretch you if it's going to be godly, understanding that you got to look at all the possible outcomes and you got to be patient but if it doesn't go your way you're not going to give up on god you're not going to stomp away and sit in the corner and take your ball and go home kind of thing you're going to keep moving forward and you're going to keep praising god how many times have you said in your life i know i have i don't understand it but i praise you father i don't understand it i don't get it but i praise you father you had that experience in your life
6: oh yeah yeah for sure
1: yeah how do you get it going? Because let's face it, sometimes praise starts with feeling, right? Yep. It just does. I feel good. Let's go. How do you get it going when you're not feeling it?
6: I think it's the same as anything else. You do it sometimes because you know it's the right thing to do, whether right. you feel like it or not. I'm going to be kind to that person mean, I totally don't feel like it because it's the right thing to do, and that's what honors God. I'm going to worship right now until my heart catches up. I'm going to worship until my head and emotions catch up because it's the right thing that's to really do because right God there, is worthy.
1: That's that ought to be a bumper sticker. I'm going to worship right now until my heart and head catch sticker. up. Yeah. Big, big bumper.
6: Yeah. And and it's hard because we do base worship so much on how we're feeling and that it's this emotional experience with God, which I don't want to discount that worship can definitely be emotional experience with God, but that's not the sole purpose of mm-hmm. worship. Mm-hmm. That's not all worship is. That's a side effect, a benefit of worship, but I think, um, we go to higher levels of worship. We, it, when it's sacrificial worship mm-hmm. that honors God more than just, I'm feeling good about it, but I'm going to worship you, even though it hurts to do that right now, mm-hmm. because that's what you want. Lord. Good
1: stuff.
7: Yeah. Good stuff. How about you, Matt? You know, for me, it's, it's those moments where things haven't gone the way that I want. It's not, it, the picture is not what I painted. And you're disappointed, you're confused. And you, you, how many times do we say, God, would you just make the, uh, the path clear to me? Right. I mean, how often does he right. really do that? He doesn't do that a lot, right? But that's what we want. And when things have gone wrong, especially when there's uh, heartache or disappointment, what I remind myself, you said, how do you get it going? How do you get to worship? I remind myself when I'm at that moment, you know, Chris even alluded to it a little bit earlier, you know, God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. And so I just have to recheck myself. Do I have to understand this? Do I have to know what's going on? And then I take a step even further back. Is it even contingent on me for success? Mm -hmm. The whole time it was always God. And so the very fact that I'm in a situation where I'm out of control, it's out of my hands. The very fact that I can't handle it, it, those are the moments where it's like, man, it's not what I want. I don't know what's going on. But thank goodness I serve a God who does know what's going on. And thank goodness. And so in a weird sense, it's almost that comforting fact propels me forward to say, you know what? I, it's cool, God. I'm worshiping I I don't know what you're doing, but man, I'm so excited about it. And I can't wait because I know it's going to be for my good and I know it's going to be for the benefit yeah. of your kingdom. Yeah. How about you, Chris?
2: Mm. Man, this is really good. Uh, actually, for me, related to this, this is when uh, worship is the best for me. It's like when, I'm, um, when I have no clue about what God's doing, when I am feeling weak and everything, it's like uh, that's when I worship more and when I um, dive deeper into his word. And mm-hmm. um, it's weird to say, but it makes so much sense in my head where when I'm My high, when I'm at my high in life, it's like, I forget about God.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: That's, that's, that's where, um, my worship seems a routine. And then when I'm at my low, it's when, um, I feel like the quality, uh, is more there. And when I, um, feel him more.
1: So every Sunday morning before you get up on stage I come up and slap you in the back of the head Do it. stomp Do on it. your foot whatever call <laughs> say your say some mean things Yeah yeah dude cool story bro whatever yeah, okay exactly. you a weird flex on that shirt dude or whatever I don't know That shirt is not lit How was that It's <laughs> <Is> not lit <laughs> So not good word good word hey here's another one I think we have to keep our eyes and ears open to unconventional answers. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says something weird. It says, I say weird. I should rephrase that. The Bible says something that we often think about when it comes to seeking out the will of God. Jesus said, you can ask anything of me, um, whatever you ask in, of my Father in my name, he'll give it to you. I've called God on that promise. I've called Christ on that promise. Father, you said whatever I ask. In the name of Jesus, he'll give it to us. And that's really according to his will. That's according to, when it says in the name of the Father, much, or ask the Father in the name of Jesus. It's much more than just, I put in Jesus', in Jesus name, name at the end of it before I say amen. It's according to them, right? Yeah. So I'm asking God, I'm asking God, and I'm asking God. And let's face it, what I found in my life, that that is a great verse, but it does not mean that we get a genie in a bottle to grant us wishes. It does not mean that we have this formula, and now what I'm asking for, God's going to say, well, he did it in Jesus' name. I got to... You know, give him the lottery, you know, whatever. So, um, and we know God has a history of unconventional answers. I mean, you mentioned Gideon's army, you know, going from 30,000 to 300, I think it was, right? And Jericho, the wall of Jericho, what a weird battle that was, right? And uh, uh, you can talk about Job and his life. Here he is living this great life, and God tells um, uh, Satan, go ahead and make it your cat toy and bat it around make him and bat him around a little bit i still say he's going to stand strong you're like no no god this dude's a righteous man you know um or jonah or abraham and and isaac or anything like that you look at that and you say he had unconventional answers he had an unconventional way he not only has unconventional answers but his ways are totally different than ours yeah yeah salvation is a gift it's not a reward that's right. right. We would make it a reward. Most All religions except Christianity make salvation a reward. If you live a certain way, you attain this. Right. Right? And it's not that. It's if you have Jesus, you're given this. Right? Um, love your enemy. All right? Uh, turn the other cheek. Right. Forgive without being asked. All that, you know. Uh, there are so many ways that are contrary to man, and I think you have to be open to the idea that it may not make sense to you, that it may not be in the list of possible answers you would have put down. It may not be the solution you would have thought of. God's ways are not our ways. He's going to think of things that fit according to his plan, even if you don't see that plan. Yeah, That's a tough one, isn't it? I think that's one of the toughest right there. Yeah.
6: I think it is. I think it exposes... Honestly, like all this conversation I'm sitting here and I'm like, wow, I was thinking I'm not a terribly selfish person. I'm so selfish because of how many times I look at what's going on in my life. And I think it's just about me mm. and like, why goner? I'm I'm doing good stuff. Like Job, I'm sure he, you know, this is a dude that's doing everything right. And then God allows his life to be torn to shreds. I mean, he mm-hmm. builds them back up cause God is good, right? But but he allows all this terrible stuff to happen in his life. and Joe, but just kind of, I mean, he had a moment, right?
3: Right. But God set him straight.
6: But but I just think, you know, that's, look at how his life has affected generations and generations and generations and generations. It is not about me. This small circumstance that I'm in, that I want God to fix, whatever that looks like, it is not about me. Our church, it's not about us. So if God wants to do something that doesn't make sense to us, that hurts us. It's for his glory and it's for our good, even if it doesn't look like good to us. And so anyway, I just think sitting here, all I'm thinking is like, man, if we could just have God's perspective, we would see God allows stuff to happen, but man, it's good. Even if my life is a sacrifice for his good, that's worth it. And if we could just get that perspective, I need that way more.
1: I'm glad I don't know what God knows. What? We always think we want to know what God <laughs> no, knows. No, I just
6: mean his perspective.
7: <laughs> I'm just glad I don't I know. I don't want to know all that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know all that. Matt, what about you? You know, I I think it goes back goes back to that Romans passage you were talking about just a, a couple moments ago. We all love to quote that verse. God works thing all, all things out for the good of those who love him. That's not the verse. That's the verse... A, the second portion of the verse, and are called according to His purposes, and that's the moment that I've got to remember so often. I mean, it's like you're saying. I mean, like I've got what I want, and I think God is blessing that. Like God's God's working all things out for me just because I use His name. No, no, I'm I'm submissive to Him. He has purchased me at a very dear and precious price, and not only that, He has loved me enough to use me. And he's got purposes for me. And and so if that's where I'm going, yep, we're good. Kindred.
1: Kindred's a great example. We all have purposes for Kindred, but what matters is God's purpose
7: for Kindred. That's right. That's right.
1: And uh, I remember, you guys have heard me say before, I remember talking to the leaders back at Journey and say, you know, every pastor in town and every one of his leaders pray that God blesses their church and grows their church. We're not the only ones to do that. So. I don't want to pray that God blesses our church and grows our church. I want to pray that God uses our church however he sees fit.
7: That's right.
1: And I said, what that means is if God came to us and said, okay, journey's had a good run. I'm going to shut you down. You're done. Are you willing? Are you that submitted to the will of God that if he said, I'm not going to use you guys anymore? you willing? willing? Yeah. That is the point I want kindred at. Not... Hey, God, we're going to try to do good things and you bless us. But God, we're going to, we're yours. We're your instrument. Use us how you want. All right. That's so right. that means if you expect those answers, I mean, if you're willing to take those answers, they're probably going to be different than your own. That's right. All
6: right. But just like that verse, he's working out for good. If we're in his purpose, that's right. it's going to be good. That's right. You know?
1: Yeah, no doubt. It's it's going to be good. It's just not going to be easy. For his purpose. It's good like, Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. It's good, but it's not easy, you know? So it's kind of yeah. like a root canal,
7: right? <laughs> well, that's good at the end, but <laughs> right. boy, that hurts in the middle. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of that's things a, like that in the analogy. church. So. You, know, you know, Alyssa and I are reading through um, the kids' version of the story right now, and we just got done reading through Joseph. And, uh, and it's, great it's, story. It's a great, great story. story. It's one of my absolute favorites. Right. I, I just respect that man so much. And it's cool having the conversation with Alyssa about, you know, like this guy is sold into slavery. He, he was, he, he almost was murdered. He does his very best in, in, in prison and in, in Potiphar's house. And then again in prison, he does his best. And then he gets to Egypt. I wonder how many times he just could have been like, oh, woe is me. It stinks, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he goes through and. All along the way, my favorite moment is when uh, is when his brothers he confronts his brothers and they're terrified and he and he says, No, God sent me ahead of you yeah. Yeah. to save nations. I mean what an amazing yeah. perspective. Yeah. And that just shows kind of like what we're saying. He didn't it? walk away wounded and bloody and that's it. Yeah, he God, he, he kept an eternal yeah. perspective
1: that's right. of yes. his life.
7: That's right. Well, the last one
1: we don't need to discuss because we kind of talked about this earlier, and that is just to make sure you glorify God in all your actions, words. And here's the last one. You ready? End in your heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Listen, as a pastor, I can show the right actions, and I can say the right words. But still, if my heart is not right in glorifying God, I'm still not right. Yeah. Right. You know, I can sit there and go, "God, help me make a better leader, be, be a better leader of men. Help me lead this church. Let me let me say the right words from on stage, so that they don't hear the bitterness or the anger, or the resentment, or whatever in my life. But if I still have that in my heart, I'm not right with God yet. And I think when you want to make godly decisions, and when God is uh, going to <clears throat> make your path um, not to be a millennial swerve." <laughs> a little bit, right? Um, but when he's going to change your direction a little bit, and it's not the way you thought, however he does it, because sometimes he doesn't do it by him reaching down. Other people, were kind of experiencing that now. And when he does that, I can say to the church, and I can even say to you as staff sitting in the office, listen, guys, God's going to get us through this. Don't worry. You just keep praying. You keep moving forward. And I can act that way. I can not not going to get in a fight, not going to get a problem, let's just keep going. But if my heart has not moved beyond that and given up the anger, given up the resentment, given up the bitterness, given up the disappointment, I'm still not right. That's the tough thing. So I want to glorify God at Kindred through all this, not just in our words and actions, but also in our hearts.
6: Yeah. Well, that's just kind of like the in the New Testament where people are like, man, Lord, we we did all these things in your name. We performed miracles. We cast out demons. Look at what we did, Jesus, in your name. And he said, but your hearts are far from me. I didn't know you. And so I don't want to be caught in that. And that's, that's something that you're talking about is a little scary to me because it's so easy to just focus on the outward right. of my words and my actions lining up. But if my heart's not there, I'm going to be one of those people. And that's right. the last place I want to be.
1: Right. Biggest struggle of leadership. Biggest struggle of leadership is the heart of the man it is not learning what to say it's not learning how to act the biggest struggle in leadership is being real So, Well, listen, I appreciate all your words, you guys. I appreciate all your input on that. Um, You're out there listening to us. You keep praying for uh, me and Matt and Lindsay and Stacy and and, uh, what God is laying before us, your elders, things like that. Keep praying for us because we want wisdom, but we also want to glorify God in everything that we do in this process. And uh, I know you do too. So we love you and we appreciate all your prayers for Kindred. Matt, we are ready to get into hot topics you ready for us you got some for us today hot and hotter
7: hot and hotter that's the new name of the segment (laughs) (laughs) all right it's time for hot topic that's right It's your favorite segment, or if it's not, too bad, because it's here anyways. That's right. Uh, We're here, and we're going to... uh, I want to show you guys... uh, I'm going to play a clip. Mike, is that okay if I just if you're going to show him something. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to play a clip. Can I just put it up to the... Or do you got it? I I got it. I got it. Of course he does. Y'all, I want y'all to know, Mike has got our back, and anything we want to do, this dude's so great, and I appreciate you, Mike, so much. While, While he's pulling up... Is uh, is a video uh, that's been going around. It's been getting a lot of attention. Uh, it's about a gentleman who shops at Costco for the first time. It's a dad. It's a dad, it's a dad who shops at Costco for the first time. Uh, can you play a little bit of that, Mike? It's it's hilarious. It's only about a minute long. It's, I don't it's, think I've seen this. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> what, what else did you get a good deal on? The water,
0: like that. You know, Sam, how much she pays for that life water? Yeah, I got probably like freaking.
2: What about that? I saw you
5: get a bunch of marinara, too. $9. $9, $9. Oh, $9 guys. A little bag in boxes, probably Come like twelve fifty. How much were those sausages? These sausages were, I think, 8 bucks
4: For all those yes. sausages? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a deal. Dude. That's a deal.
7: Stephanie said she's getting me a Costco's card for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love it. Like... Oh
3: those
5: he called his son during when he was there the first time. He's like, Have you heard of this place? (laughs) 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 Oh man. Yes. Uh, Sausages. Oh
3: man. (laughs) For all those (laughs) Mel and I
5: it's at least every Saturday or every other Saturday somehow we find a way to go to Costco for something and you know. It's 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 a magical place.
6: Yes,
3: it
1: is. <laughs> I like going there f- to walk around, and get all the samples.
2: Nice.
5: Let my yeah. wife
1: do the shopping, and I'm walking around. Sir, this is your fourth time at the
5: sausage. farm. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, but that's really good stuff. <laughs>
5: and the thing is, that when you go there, like the food is normally there and all that, but like certain items are only seasonal. So, like, yes. we bought uh, Owen's furniture when Mel was pregnant, and we knew it wasn't going to be around when we needed it. So we actually had it for almost uh, you know, eight months.
7: (laughs) Yep. Yep. Awesome stuff. Yeah, there you go. So anyways, I just thought that was so great. I love the enthusiasm and the excitement.
6: $9 marinara. Yeah, there you (laughs) go, guys.
7: There's a little joy in your life on this hot topic. And now it's time to get even hotter. hotter,
3: hotter.
7: <laughs> the last time I said I was going to do that, Mike was like, please don't do that. But I just did. All right. No, this one, we're going to we're gonna uh, kind of, we're going to swerve a little here, guys, and
6: uh, Chris is shaking Did I his head. say that right? Did I oh, do it right? Stop it. Not really. I'm going no, to
7: get it. in Chris's lane, bro. And, you want to <laughs> be in my lane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to I take a moment, and uh, what's coming up, uh, what's hot is uh, Serve Midlow, and here's what I want to do. I, I want to just encourage you guys. It's coming up in where we are at. I'm not sure when this will be released in between six and seven weeks, depending on when this is released. And what I want to tell you guys is we've got some really, really cool uh, projects uh, lined up. And I want to tell you about one. Uh, there's a gentleman in our church uh, named Pete, and I've been talking with him and he is playing an interesting role in our county, uh, helping uh, uh, he's serving on a committee that identifies uh, housing that's no longer inhabitable, or or it needs to be brought up to certain specifications. And so, uh, just casually, we were talking, and he mentioned that. And I, I was looking for projects, and I feel like it's a God-ordained marriage uh, between this project and what we're doing for Serve Midlow. If you don't know what Serve Midlow is, it's an event we do every year. The idea is we're going to go out. We're not trying to recruit. We're not trying to say, hey, look at Kindred. We're so awesome. We just want to serve people. That's that's the bottom line of it. And uh, and not only that, is, uh, but we also hope that Serve Midlow is a mindset, not just an event, that, that we're encouraging and reminding people that we want to go out. And um, anyway, so I wanted to share with you guys, uh, not everybody even in this room has heard, uh, Pete's got a uh, family family. Uh, who we're going to be able to go and serve and really bre- be able to uh, bring up uh, the living conditions in their house. And, you know, it's awesome. it's a it's a cool thing. Uh, they are, the family themselves are honestly a little, little embarrassed by it, but it's like, hey, you know what? We're not here to make ourselves feel good. We're not here to embarrass you guys. Like, we're just here because we want to love you and we want to serve you. And so what a great opportunity. it's always yeah. one cool. of the biggest challenges when you get to do
1: some benevolent work like that. Yeah. Um, that the people on the receiving end, sometimes it's harder for them than it is the people doing the work. That's right. And uh, so we want to be people of grace. What a great opportunity. It's, um, you know, we're, we're changing it up a little bit on Serve Midlow this yeah, year. Yeah, we are. So um, I'm excited about... Uh, that coming up in May, and um, I'm really excited. Pete DeWorkin has is, is been a godsend on this, man. He's yeah. the one that came to you and said, Hey, I got something. Would you guys be interested? I think it'd be awesome, yeah. So, um, uh, keep that open, you guys. May
7: 18th, May 18th, a, the, uh, the, we'll yeah, be meeting at now. the church at yeah. 8 a.m. to uh, pray. Because we're going to start it off right. We're not just going. We're right. we're starting. We're we're asking and seeking God. And then we yeah. it ends with a little lunch together, a little and fellowship yes, right. time afterwards. It's not a full day. It's
1: four, five, six hours. And, yep. and um, uh, it's a fun time. So, thanks, Matt, and thank you, Pete, to work. And if you're listening out there, we appreciate yeah. appreciate you bringing that family to us.
6: We've uh we've got some other stuff coming up, uh here at Kindred that. I'm pretty excited about one, just as a reminder, our Easter services this year, we're doing two services, Mm -hmm. nine and 1045. And we hope that you'll come out and hang out with us and worship the Lord. It's going to be a really fun day. Um, We've got some cool stuff planned, especially for your kids. We've got some stuff going on. And so um, definitely want to come out. We're at 10, 8, Midlothian Turnpike. And uh, something that we're doing very shortly after Easter, a few days after, I'm really excited about is... Our friend um, Ari Haben, who who is he with again?
1: Chosen people. Chosen people,
6: which is a messianic Jewish ministry um, that pretty much ministers primarily to uh, Jewish people. Yep. And um, he's from Philly, and so he's a friend of ours. He's going to come down, and we're going to have a seder meal together as a church experience he's going to kind of walk us through if you have not been a part of a seder you definitely want to come to this it is one of the coolest yeah coolest experiences it really to me it helped me understand scripture even more
1: um he points to jesus all the way through the scripture and and, um, it won't be an actual meal meal it'll be an experience he'll be taking us through it but we will have some Nosh. Uh, as, as he <laughs> likes to say, have some nosh. And I had to look it up after I hung up Snacks. on the phone with him. Some What's nosh? <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, Ari's a great dude. We'll have him on our next podcast. We'll have him yes. phone in and be a guest. Yes. And then if we do a podcast recording when he's down here, we'll have him live.
6: You guys are going to love him. Um, yeah. Ari, Ari's,
1: he's the a, best. Ari's, Ari's the best. We're We're blessed to know him. Uh, and I'm excited about having him down here.
6: That's going to be April 24th. It's going to be a Wednesday evening. So you'll hear more about that from us, um, coming up here soon, but we really hope you'll come out and do this Seder experience with us. Um, I think it's definitely going to enrich your faith and, uh, it, it helped me see Jesus even in a different light than I ever have before. And so this is a really cool, cool opportunity for us as a church. Cool.
1: Listen, um, I want to throw in a little something on that Easter. Um, we're not only having two services. Our goal is to have 200 people. And I announced it to you at our annual congregational meeting that uh, we want to have 200 people on that day. That's a that's a big day for us. And um, I want to encourage you. We're going to have different things. You're going to have invite cards, and you're going to have yard signs. Um, I want to encourage you to put out some yard signs and give an invite to a friend and say, Come be my guest. I'll I'll treat you to a cup of coffee or whatever, and um, we'd love to have you um, fill up our chairs. Both services, I'd love to have. I, I'd love to have three hundred. I mean, I. I but w- what we're looking for is to open our doors to more people than we have in the past. Easter's always that big Sunday. We call it Super Bowl Sunday at church. It's that big Sunday, and um, we want to make it big uh, at Kindred. So um, I hope that. I hope that you're able to make that. Anything else, Lenz, before I close us out?
6: Uh, That's pretty much it. Make sure you hop on uh, the new Kindred 360 Facebook page and check us out there. We do um, some live uh, 360 extra stuff on there that's always fun. And um, that's where you can get updates on what's going on uh, with the podcast and new postings and stuff. We're on iTunes if you're not Already getting us there, but
5: and I got a big surprise next podcast for us,
6: yeah. So make sure to keep checking back the Kindred 360 Facebook that sounded page. A little creepy, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> big surprise it's, it's to throw
1: you off. All right, <laughs> uh, well, let's uh let's sign off. You know what? We appreciate you uh taking your time and listening to the podcast each time we. Put one out. This is a this is a fun time for us, and I hope that you enjoy it too. I hope you get as much enjoyment out of it as we do doing it. Uh, today, I want to do a little bit different. We're going to sign off individually, and I want you to say "Hey" to somebody you want them to hear. So, if you got a friend that's you don't know if they're listening, saying "Hey, I mentioned you." So, sign off to somebody as you say goodbye, and you better sign off to our sweetheart in Spain. All right,
7: go ahead, Lindsay.
6: <laughs> Alana Beach, I hope you're listening. I love you.
7: Yo, Gary Lamb. Check this out, buddy. See ya.
2: Savannah Spradlin. Miss you. Love you. Oh
7: Mikey? <laughs> uh,
5: Rory Dartage, Good friend of mine. Everybody knows. Uh, uh, he probably will listen. So,
7: got a shout out. There <laughs> you All go, right. Rory.
5: Mine is uh, President
1: Donald Trump. I hope you start listening to this podcast. <laughs> Have a good day. And God bless America. <laughs> Thanks a lot for coming in, you guys. We love you. Take care. God bless.
0: You've been listening to the Kindred 360 podcast. If you would like to hear more, be sure to check out our additional podcast, Extra 360, and be sure to subscribe to the Kindred 360 podcast to stay up to date with our most current episodes. We want to thank you for listening today and have a blessed week ahead.